da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. All right, ma'am, fam. I am back this week. Kent is back. I apologize for that. But we're still man down. Richard's mm. not here. Brian and I carrying on, carrying the torch. Am I the glue that holds this show together? You are, I might Brian. be. You're at I the show, be. basically. <laughs> You're the only reason people listen to this in any way. It's, ne- it's not Richard or I. It's, that's bringing anything, anything of, of substance to the show. It's certainly mm. the uh, Mad About Brian Gill uh, opinions <laughs> is what people are coming for. Yeah. But to fill in for Arby, we have esteemed VIP and host of many <laughs> many podcasts too many podcasts some would say and uh yeah. with with friends of the shows ellen and ty it's uh danny weiser welcome back bro hey what's up how are you i'm wonderful it's good to have you danny did a wonderful job uh reorganizing our discord a couple of uh a couple weeks ago and it, it's it's really fly now in there i gotta say it's like a you know an interior decorator came in there and spruced things up or something. Yeah, that's, that's, what, what, that's like. what people call me, the yeah. Discord interior decorator. It's kind of what I'm known for. HDTV so. needs to get at you. I think that's <laughs> yeah. it's the next trading spaces weird, or whatever. This is a weird brand I'm building for myself. <laughs> right. Man, it's it's good to have you here. We can always count on you for some awesome movie opinions in the Discord. Speaking of that, if you're listening to the show, maybe you listen to this show every week, and maybe the show – the podcast is your friends and movies. Maybe you see movies and you're like, oh, I'm going to hear what ma'am thinks because I tend to agree with him a lot. Maybe, maybe your friends don't agree with you a lot. Well, mm. just so you know, there's a big community of people that do agree with you, that are already listeners of the show that have these opinions. You know, my basis for a lot of my conversations and and things is uh, surrounds movies, like initiating conversations and things like that. and it's been awesome for the Discord. It's just where it trails off <laughs> into kind of different branches. I mean, we've got probably, what, 30 different channels on our Discord of different topics and things like that. So if you're a person out there who loves movies and you just don't have anyone in your life, maybe that's super like-minded when it comes to that kind of stuff, check out our Discord. And a lot of great friendships and relationships have been formed uh, there. And Danny Weiser is just one of many. So we're welcoming him in to fill in for Richard for this week to talk about Free Guy, a movie that I feel like I saw the trailer for, Brian, in like 2015. <laughs> Wasn't it then when they... Been out there a long time, man. Uh, you know, scouting him at Ohio <laughs> State, and we were talking about this trailer, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Luka Doncic was, was just a pup still. Mm. Wasn't even uh, pl- playing... Yeah. Uh, at the pro level, uh, yeah, I mean it's been out there for a while, hasn't it? I mean it's it's. I don't know when I when this trailer first started circulating, but I would Fox guess was at still least, a company when it when it. Yeah, came I mean out, it so was at least I mean. 2019, right? I mean, right. like you're we're joking, but it's not a massive exaggeration. It's 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 definitely it's got to be two and a half, three years, something like that. At this point, it's been out there quite quite a while, and uh, you know, spoiler alert for where we're headed. I'm um, pretty sure there were some changes made post merger with. <laughs> With Fox and Disney, I'm I'm gonna guess. So, uh, yeah, this is yeah. Uh, this one's been out there for for a real real long time. Um, and I I will confess to you both. Um, I thought that the first trailer for this was real real bad. 
was not looking forward to it. Or I mean, I was in the in the sense of like, you know, Ryan Reynolds is fun pretty much always, even when he's in terrible movies. That's fine. Uh, but I I thought this probably is not very good based on the first trailer and post Disney buy or purchase whatever. Um, the next trailer that came out was a little bit better. Definitely set the tone a little bit more for what we actually got in this in this here film. Yeah, it was certainly a weird weekend for me because uh, teasing our other episode, we're releasing for our VIPs this week, uh, talking about The Green Knight. Brian and I will, will dive into David Lowry's new movie on that feed. If you're interested in that and you've seen that, check that out. But it was weird, uh, you know, going to a theater twice in one weekend – has not happened in ancient mm-hmm. of days. I mean, <laughs> it's been a long time. And so it felt a little bit normal to be back to uh, canceling plans so that I could do the podcast and and see the movies in time and things like that. So <laughs> we're right back where we started, guys. We're, 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 we're back into the grind fully. And yeah, two days in a row of seeing movies in theaters was something I hadn't experienced in quite some time. And this was one that Disney put out in theaters exclusively. So I guess we could start there, uh, Brian, just with the fact that they kind of released this one exclusively in theaters and didn't go the the D plus yeah. route or the simultaneous route or exclusive Disney sure. plus route or or whatever. It's interesting the uh, the yeah. different methods they they've used over the past year. Yeah, I mean it's it's clear and. You know, Bob Chepek said so uh, this last week that they're kind of experimenting. I think he's that guy might be dumb. I'm not. I'm not real sold on <laughs> the way that he presents things. I mean, yeah, just, the jury's still out on. Uh, I mean, Bob number two. Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you know, even he he has this thing. CEO I of think, Disney, by the way, new CEO, CEO of who, Disney, who yeah. took over for for Iger. Iger came back kind of during the pandemic right. to steer them through closing some parks yeah. and things like that. Can we go ahead and get him back for and a watching more Disney years Plus and all that? It, and then, um, yeah, and then uh, Iger now still is on the board. He's the head of the board, right. the chairman of the board, but he's not the CEO. Um, so <laughs> right. the company's right. being run by normal people, and Iger is on the board and can only kind of do stuff when the board can interject. So. Interesting to yeah, see how it'll play out, but that's just some context sure, for the listener. Sure, right, but but this guy is it Chapek or Chepek? I Whatever, I'm going to say Chap, Chapek. Chapek. Uh, like Chapek. Chappy. Thank you. It was Chappaquinic. neither of those two things. I said, cool. Um, stop talking, my dude. Like, just stop saying things in public all the time. It, it, it's it's like it feels like every every other day there's a story about how he stuck his foot in his mouth, and he he has this <laughs> thing where it's like. Even when he's right or potentially right, he says this is a almost said a thing that would have got us in trouble. This is a very common thing right now um, where it's like the discourse is so stupid or so ridiculous on things. It's like even if you're right, if you say it in this way, I'm going to say you're wrong just because you're you're talking to me like we're idiots. That's not there's got to be a way to say what you're trying to say that doesn't infuriate the stars of your movies and the people who go to your your parks and and all this sort of stuff anyway um it has been interesting to see how they've they've kind of fluctuated between with like raya and then uh luca and and black widow and now uh shang chi and and so and then this one's kind of like in the middle 
This one feels like found money, though. Like, it doesn't really matter if this movie ends up being good or bad or making a lot of money or not. I think it did make a good chunk of money for pandemic era, and uh, and it's ultimately going to be a good investment for Disney when it's all said and done. But they didn't... I imagine they spent some money to make this movie, again, given how the, the sort of Easter eggs that pop up at the towards the end of the film, but, like, they didn't spend much money on this, so... This is one that you could kind of say, and eh, we're going to drop it in theaters. We're not going to worry about the Disney Plus, or the premiere access thing. It doesn't really quite fit the Disney brand. Like it is more of a Hulu property than a Disney Plus property, I think. And so we're just going to, we're going to drop it in theaters and see what happens because at the end of the day, we spent maybe five million, ten million dollars on this thing because it was, it was relatively done when we got it, you know? So it's, Maybe they're, I mean, I really think that's probably part of it is just like, hey, let's just see what happens with this sucker. Let's put it out in business, in, in theaters and, and see what happens. Um, cause it's really no skin off our back if it, if it, if it tanks, you know? Right. It was kind of already paid for, for the most part when they bought yeah. the company. Right. And right. acquired the intellectual property and, and all that from exactly. 20th Century Fox, uh, the movie side of things. And so, yeah, it does kind of feel like they're, distancing themselves from Disney-ifying this, really. It's all like, Disney's free guy. It's just kind of something that they have. And right. I mean, honestly, how hard is it for them to upload the thing and throw it on Disney Plus and have an option to buy it on there? Not hard. <laughs> I mean, very easy. So the fact that they didn't do that says a lot, I think. And, uh, you know, it's sure. free money for them to just basically put a button on there for people to be able to watch it that you know, aren't vaccinated or, you know, the main problem is a lot of states are requiring vaccinations for movie theaters, but children aren't vaccinated at a lot of, you know, under 12. So it's this real catch 22 of, we want people to get vaccinated, but kids can't get vaccinated yet and probably shouldn't until more people are that are older, but we've got Disney movies we want them to go out and see. It's a weird, weird, weird thing. But the fact that they didn't just Put it on the Disney Plus app for a free, easy thirty bucks from a lot of people says a lot, I think, about what they want about this. But also, mm-hmm. they've already greenlit a sequel to this too, so I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, they're clearly in the free guy business now, so that says something else completely. Yeah. It's I, free I money. Know. It's free money. Right. They this turned out to be good. I don't know how much money they put in to make it all come together. It's a good experiment a because bit, it's not but, like yeah. Jungle Cruise or something, they're they're super right, right. trying to, to bank on being a part of what they do, you know? So exactly. it's a, like, yeah, yeah, let's throw it out in the theaters, and if it does really well, it's a good experiment for that kind of movie, sure. I guess. So, yeah. yeah um, sure. Wiser, any thoughts on the stuff Brian and I have just rambled on for yeah, way too long? Yeah, this is... This is probably the one that they're going to want to force you into the theater for, mostly because it's 90% VFX and explosions and sure. buildings yeah. being demolished, and it's it's going to look way worse on a on a home TV screen. Not that it looked like incredible or anything. I don't, think, I don't know that anybody's blown away uh, by this one, but I thought it looked really good, uh, and most of that was because I was seeing it on a giant screen with like 30 speakers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, This one kind of had to be seen in theaters for you to really dig it. It's not going to look nearly as good at home as it did in the movies. Yeah, I, I think so too. It, it Certainly it was a I don't know, more adult kind of movie. You're right, Brian, more the star or Hulu brand for them. Uh, more of the PG-13 side of things, so I think they risked sure. a little bit less to, by putting it out in, in theaters. It, it did look really good. It's great to see 
a big movie like this, a big effects-driven movie. This movie uh, was on the blacklist for a long time, just kind of going back to the history of this one, and was finally made by 20th Century Studios when Sean Levy uh, jumped on board to uh, to direct it. Uh, you might know him as the producer of such great things as Stranger Things and Arrival, which mm. uh, we love on this show. And we also love The Cup and his work on uh, Spectacular <laughs> Now, which Sean Levy was also the producer of. But, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> he's a guy who kind of dabbles in, uh, you know, more production than directing. You might know his direction work, probably the most from the Battle at the Museum or Night at the Museum, uh, Battle of the Smithsonian movies or whatever series mm. with, uh, with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, Real Steel, he did a couple of years ago with, with Jackman. We might get to that a little bit later, but. But yeah, no, definitely a safe bet for this kind of movie. And I think 20th Century Studios was was definitely seeing franchise at the outset with this. And uh, I guess we could just start with the subject matter. You know, video games, virtual worlds. I mean, how many how many more of these are we going to get, Brian? The Ready Player Ones, the Space Jam yeah, new legacies. Sure. Like I'm sure, yeah. I'm just kind of beaten with this just to start things off. I mean, I, I think I think you're in for a rough ride then, man, because I think we're going to get a lot of these. I mean, especially as like more VR headsets and and that technology gets yeah. bigger and there's it's more available. I, I mean, this is sort of I don't know the wave of the future makes me sound like a like a real old person, but like I do think <laughs> that there's going to be this is going to be pretty frequent. I think the topic or, or content that that comes up in in movies, and it's just going to be about. Do you have a do you have, you have a fun conceit? You got a good bit. Is the story interesting enough? That kind of thing. Um, to me, I'll tell you. I think this this passed the test for me. I was I was really into the conceit and the, the all the concepts. Yeah, I, thought it, was I smart. thought it was. That was a lot smarter than than a, honestly than I really expected it to be. And uh, so I think I think it used the technology, video game thing, that aspect of it uh, really well. And it it. Uh, you know, there'll be lots of movies that do not, you know, there's, a, there'll be a lot of movies that do this bit that will think, holy cow, that sucked. But, um, but I, you know, the, if, if you do it well, let's, let's, let's do it, man. Let's, let's roll with it. It was, a, it was a fun, it's a fun concept, fun way to put it out there and, um, use that, use, there was reasoning for the technology to be the way that it is for the characters to do what they do, the NPCs to act the way they do all that kind of stuff. So I, I dug it. I thought it was, a, it was smart. But it's going to be a lot, man. I think I, you're definitely kidding. If you're already tired of it, boy, the next five years are going to be rough. Like I don't that. know. I, mean, I can't. I can't do <laughs> another another Space Jam and Free Guy 2 and Free Gal. And gosh, I mean, it's just going to be yeah. Ready well, Player hey, 5. Wiser, the, I mean, yeah, this is Matrix your chance to, to get in on our podcast, too, I guess. Because can't, can't, can't handle these, man. So he's, No, I he's can handle them. I just... It's just they're repeating the same. It's going to be a lot. It's the yeah. same yeah. shtick every time. Yeah. It's 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 how many how right. much stuff that you know can we throw into yeah, a movie for sure. And I would say <laughs> that's, that's Space the Jam, whole point of this, right? Space Jam Two is a great example of how to not do that, and this is a, a good example of how to do it. If you're going to do it, like there's there's fun ways that you can do it. You can make it an enjoyable 
semi-immersive experience um, that mimics the the content and the game. Um, or you can have product placement for movies that are inappropriate for a PG PG movie, and that's like kind of the entire extent of Space Jam Two, at least when they're in the video <laughs> game. I mean, I think Space Jam Two did a real bad job, honestly, of using that conceit and that that concept. And and this is a, this is the example of how to do it right. I think somewhere in the middle maybe lies Ready Player One. I don't know, but uh, yeah, this is this is a lot better than Space Jam Two. Does the does the, the bid a lot better? Yeah, that is that is for sure. Well, I like I think you touched on something there, Brian, that I I liked and I wanted to expound upon a little bit. I think this is a smart story. Uh Matt Lee uh Lieberman, I should say, is the the guy who wrote the screenplay. Zach Penn came and cleaned it up a little bit. But uh he's the guy who who blacklisted this thing and got it got it off the ground but yeah i mean you read this thing on the page and you're like wow this this is certainly smart it has a it has a distinct voice it has humor it has satire it has uh, a big scale to it right uh, it's going to take you somewhere maybe that you haven't seen in a in a movie before so i think it has a lot going for it on the page now uh the end product i think is kind of more of the same, which is something I touched on in the last episode I was on, which is the Jungle Cruise, which is, you know, CGI puke fest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at, at sure. what point is it not going to be a CGI puke fest? But um, you're right, Brian. You're absolutely right. That's that's what the kids like, honestly. I mean, video games are so big now. And I've talked about this a lot when we talk about video game movies and and adapting video game movies, and when we re- re- reviewed some of those, is that what mm-hmm. makes video games so appealing for for you know the youths, if you will, and and us growing up was that it's such an active medium, right? You're participating sure. in the story, you're you're actively affecting things that go on, and uh, you know once you take something that you're actively participating in and turn it into a passive medium, a movie, which you're watching essentially a giant cutscene from the video game. It's a lot harder of a sell uh, for somebody who's a fan of that video game. Right. And so, yeah, I think things like that, it's hard to get people invested in movies that kind of are based around this type of story and this kind of world and all that, because it's like, I'd rather just go play a video game than see a movie about a video game world in the end. But I think this one had enough, cleverness when it comes to the Truman show, Lego movie, toy story kind of aspect of not knowing you're in the game and Mm -hmm. being an active participant as a, as an NPC or, or guys, uh, character, Ryan Reynolds character in the movie. And, and this whole notion like Wreck-It Ralph gets into of, of being an intelligent entity inside uh, of digital, machine or whatever you know you can go to go down a lot of comparisons with the matrix or whatever you want to go with but i think it's going about that same kind of subject matter in a different way you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it's taking inspiration from all those different different things that have come before it and kind of putting a new 2021 or 2019 whatever you want to call it spin on (laughs) spin on that material and this is what this is what we get so like I, well, I don't I think, think it brings so much new to the table as much as it does just kind of does what other people have done a little bit better. 
Sure. I think you talked you talked about it being kind of a tough sell because like why would I want to watch a thing about a video game instead of playing a video game? I think that's less and less of a tough sell every day though, just because the emergence of things like Twitch. You know what I mean? Charlie, like there are Charlie. people there are like like I know people who spend very little time playing video games, but their passive like hobby of choice is watching other people play video games. And I, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just like that was me less stressful up. or yeah. Like I was like the same. My I mean, friends would I, play Goldeneye and I'd be like, I'll watch, my brother play. I'll watch you, play, you guys yeah. play Goldeneye because I'm, I'm terrible and I don't want to die. So I, I, I enjoy watching you guys. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I, growing up, I've spent more time watching my older brother play Legend of Zelda than I have played any video right. game, I think, in my entire life, really. <laughs> well, that's um, a good point. So it's just it, it it it's going to appeal to a certain type of of viewer but like yeah it, as every day that goes by it's less and less of a tough sell to convince someone like hey you really sure. want to just sit some and watch somebody play video games like yeah like millions of people do apparently sure. right that's yeah, for sure. i think that's true and you know that it becomes harder every i guess year for studios to keep the attention of of mm-hmm. people but Brian, you got anything to to chime in on that? Yeah, I mean, I think Danny's probably right. This is this is not something that's in my world at all. Like, I would never, I barely play video games, and I would never watch another person play a video game. Um, beyond like kind of what you guys are talking about, like y- you know, growing up or whatever. Like, cool, I got next on Madden or whatever. I'll watch y'all until it's my turn. I mean, yeah. that's just not that's not in my the idea of dialing up Twitch to watch something is just not. Not my thing um, whatsoever, but this I, yeah. is this does it well. Number one, uh, again, number two, it's it's very smart, and number three, I mean, I, I think this is a better. I mean, I think this is a better choice. It's not going to be this the same. It's not going to be this way for every video game movie adaptation. But like every time we see a video game movie, we say this kind of sucks. Like every single time. But I mean, there's there's very few exceptions to to that rule and it's usually because you're trying to recreate a video game in a narrative form and it doesn't really work very well i mean this is a way better choice to make a movie like this that is clearly inspired by fortnite than it would be to make a fortnite movie right that's that's the point i'm trying to make is it's it's a lot harder than just saying Oh, that video game's big. Let's make a movie of that. That's not mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's not right. the the formula yeah. that works in Hollywood. Sure. So you and have to do again, something, like there's some kind of spin on it. Yeah. Right? There's exceptions to that, like the right. Uncharted movie that's apparently going to come out next year. Um, that one's one where you're like, okay, you can see how that. The same as like the Tomb Raider, like the maybe maybe the best traditional it has to be good uh, movie game adaptation is that that Alicia Vikander. Uh, Tomb Raider movie, but like Uncharted kind of lends itself to making a narrative film about that movie, about that video game. But, but a lot of them don't. And this is, this is a, this is kind of a cool idea to explore it if you want to do that kind of, that, that concept. Um, so I, if you want to do the video game adaptation, maybe this is a better, better way to go uh, on some of them. Yeah. But, it makes yeah, it more I, accessible. Cause otherwise, like if you call yeah. this Fortnite the movie, it's immediately sure. inaccessible to everybody that's over like 14. Right. Right. But if totally. you call it free totally. guy, put Ryan Reynolds in it and don't attach right. an already existing IP to it. It's like, Oh, this is generic yeah. video game movie. There's not going to sure. be a million references. I'm not going to understand. So maybe yeah. I have a chance to enjoy it. So yeah, that you're and, right. This yeah. is definitely the way if you want to do something like that. Right. And you're, you're right, Kent. It's in that this, there's, there's not a whole lot here that's unique or, or, or new, but it does feel like, uh, an update. 
Right. Uh, it's a, a little bit. It's fresh, but not you like know. Yeah. groundbreaking. So, yeah. Anyway. You take exactly. You're you're going to take a little bit of Fortnite. You're going to take a little bit of Truman Show. You're going to take a little bit of, of Wreck It Ralph and Wreck It Ralph Two. Um, and you're gonna take Ryan Reynolds, you know, and you just like stick all those things together and in, in a pot, and baby, you got a stew going. I mean, that's the that's what we're we're doing here. So I I, I appreciated that there wasn't uh, one of the smartest things about this movie is that um, that it's not overly serious about itself. Yeah, I know what it's maybe, doing. Uh, yeah. Maybe other people do feel that way. Like I saw a couple of people kind of criticizing on that front, and I just I just personally disagree. I think it I think it's part of the, the the intelligence is that it's in on the bit that it's 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 having a goof with itself in a way and is aware it feels like the movie is self-aware of it is borrowing from the truman show it is borrowing from fortnite it is borrowing from wreck it ralph and from other sources and stuff and that and then just kind of using those in a fun 2020 2021 kind of way and i i think that's I think that's that's pretty that's pretty smart. That's a pretty good way to to go about that. I don't. I think it's hard to cast Ryan Reynolds in anything and have it be take itself too serious. Yeah, <laughs> I just think he brings yeah. he just brings yeah. that joy to things. Unless it's R.I.P.D. where it's just devoid of all joy, no matter <laughs> right, right. how yeah. fun. Or that movie to make where it. he's buried alive. That wasn't. Oh, yeah, that fun. was. But otherwise, I, yeah. that one's fun. <laughs> buried what it's called yeah, i think yeah i think so yeah uh yeah speaking of that another point i made on the jungle cruise episode it felt you know at what point are are, are we going to start is rock fatigue is dwayne the johnson uh <laughs> rock fatigue gonna set in when is it for ryan reynolds i mean i've been watching this guy since van wilder and <laughs> That came out in what ninety nine or two thousand or something, and um, just thinking like, wow, this guy's really funny and has a lot. You know, is certainly has great comedic timing. I think he could be a really big star, and I feel like we're still trying to p- prove that Ryan Reynolds can be a really big star in twenty twenty one, and it's been like twenty. He's not really years. an actor, is the problem. Like he he doesn't yeah. act. He is Ryan Reynolds in right. Movie he's just gonna he's go, in, which is fine. He's great at it. He just doesn't. He doesn't really act. Right. At okay. what point? It's the same with The Rock. I mean, The Rock is The Rock and yeah. everything, and that, that's what mm-hmm. we want. But you know, it happens with everybody. It happens with Sly. It happened with Schwarzenegger. Right. At what point is? Uh, you know him doing what he does, gonna get old. Is when when Ryan Reynolds when in the script it's like Ryan Reynolds comes in and Ryan Reynolds all over the place. You know, like he just does Ryan Reynolds mm. things. Uh, when is that gonna become a beating? Because I think in certain contexts it works very well, especially Deadpool. I think they were able to use what he brought to that to the voice of that character. And sure. I think as long as you can do that, I think it's good. But at what point is Ryan Reynolds not going to be a, a bankable? commodity and what niche is he going to find for himself outside of trying to be uh you know guy who voices pikachu guy you know i don't mm-hmm. know yeah I, I mean it's a good question he's in some ways you're like he hasn't even reached his prime of this yet but in the other in other ways you're like man he's been around for a really long time he's been he's been present in our and relevant to our our movie and tv lives for like 2002 is van wilder Sorry. yeah like like danny was barely alive you know and so right. like th- this is this guy's been here for for quite a while but he 
he didn't peak for a long or he didn't really reach the the levels that that he was uh you know he was capable of for for a very long time he's he's also incredibly resilient like his um his q rating is just kind of like he does a bad movie and no one even notices i mean it's just it's and i'm the same way i'm like yeah that's fine i don't care he can do 10 bad movies but i just really dig i like him he's a beautiful man that's probably part of it but like he's just really easy to to like and root for and i'm kind of convinced he could do five just dog trash movies in a row and then the next one will come i'll be like okay i'll give this a shot he's i like ryan reynolds i don't know he's, he's a he's got unbelievable career resiliency um so yeah i mean you're right can't like at some point it will run out but the other thing that he does he's pretty smart at at picking projects that are either <laughs> either good or just like don't really matter if they stink somehow like he just listen to this it, run after <laughs> listen to this run prior to Deadpool, he had the change up, which I think was with uh, wasn't that with um, Sandra Bullock? Wasn't that the uh, mm, one where that's that's the proposal? Sorry, that was two thousand nine proposal. So, so he had the proposal. The he had buried, was. which we said. Then Green Lantern. Then he had the change oh, yeah. up, which I don't know. This is another uh, comedy. Oh, it's just Jason Bateman. Even this is him and Jason okay. Bateman. Yeah, where he's okay. babysitting Vaguely Bateman's kids and Bateman's with his yeah. his chicks or whatever his his, uh, his ladies of the night or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then we've got Safe House <laughs> with uh, Denzel. By the way, um, worst title ever for a movie. House isn't safe <laughs> at all. It's not. Uh, then we have uh, him in R.I.P.D., which we mentioned, and then. The captive. This is the gr- this is the real run right here. The captive, Mississippi grind. I don't know what that is, but he did it in 2015. A woman in gold. Remember this one, where it was him no. and uh, and Helen Mirren. <laughs> Helen Mirren was like um, a uh, artwork. Yeah, uh, I never like a, saw it. Was like this. an art theft kind of a movie. Yeah, this is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm saying though. Like he is a genius at picking movies that have, if they suck, it has no, no bad, nothing bad comes back on him whatsoever. Like I barely remember these movies. Even and this out. is the one. It's just, this is the one. Remember self slash less. I mean, I'm clicking on it right Tarsum now. Singh, like, I don't really A dying real remember. estate mogul transfers his yeah. consciousness into a healthy young body, but soon finds that neither the procedure nor the company that promoted it are quite what they yeah. see. Like self, I remember that coming out, bliss. and then Deadpool yeah. came out, and he was doing yeah, Deadpool. It everything did. was. I mean, good. he definitely was. Literally, everything run. he's done since then yeah. has been yeah, very well received for or, sure. or or on the positive but, side. So. Right. The other thing that he has going for him, though, and there's there's another guy who pops up in this movie um, that will I'm sure will get to in in the spoilers because I don't I don't want to blow it now, but like there's a guy who has a cameo in this that has what I would call Matt Damon potential, where it's just like he can pop up in, in cameos for two decades and we're going to love them all. Ryan Reynolds the same way. I mean, he's got a bunch on, on his, uh, oh, yeah. his credit. Like clearly, I think he is somebody that people like that want to, not just audiences. I think it seems like people in the industry like him want to work with him. Cause he has gotten like half a dozen chances. Um, again, it probably doesn't hurt that he's a good looking dude, but, um, but yeah, like I, I think if, if Deadpool three comes out and it tanks and then he has five more real bad movies in a row, 
I still think he's going to be able to like pop up wherever he wants to as in a cameo role and kind of just, I don't know, find, you know, keep the goodwill rolling until something else comes along. He's, he's got some, he's got some nine lives kind of thing going on there. Um, and so that's, it's going to last, I I think short of like something, you know, bad happening. I, I mean, it's going to last for a really long time. He's a very, very charming individual. I think the fact that he's so self-deprecating really helps in that too. Like yes. he's willing to admit when one of his movies sucks, he's like openly talking about, "Hey, yeah, that movie kind of sucked. Isn't that funny?" Yeah, and I think that sure. helps general public perception yeah, for people sure. from getting too tired of him. How many times 100%. he's murdered uh, the Green Lantern on screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Multiple times and stuff yeah. like that is is great. So coming up for Ryan Reynolds after Free Guy and and Free Guy Two, I'm sure will will um, be officially added to his upcoming project soon, but he's got red notice, which is him in the Dwayne and, um, and Gal Gadot mm-hmm. on Netflix, yeah. uh, coming later this year. That's a big, I think it's the most expensive Netflix movie ever. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something crazy, big action movie. So yeah. So the, the, the real test will be, can we take Ryan Reynolds and the Dwayne at the same time? And, and will the fatigue mm-hmm. really be evident there when they're both trying to trying sure. to do the same thing at the same time <laughs> yeah. in 2021? Yeah. That'll be that'll be the is real it, experiment. Yeah. Is Anthony Mackie in that too? Because that would that would <laughs> Don Cheadle really uh, complete the trifecta. Yeah, uh, we've got the Adam Project, which is another one with him and and Sean Levy. It's just a guy who has to travel back in time to get help from his 13-year-old self. It's Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana and uh, Catherine Keener in that. So that one's coming out next year. And then um, he's got a Clue reboot that yes. he's attached to. Oh. Yeah, he's perfect for that. James Bobin directing that of uh, Muppets mm. fame. You might mm-hmm. know uh, James Bobin. Yeah. From, and then Deadpool 3, of course. I think there – I think – I'm. I think Deadpool three is going to be the best one. I think Disney, the way that they can work in Avengers now into that is going to be unlike anything yeah. we've seen. I mean, if, if Deadpool three is just him messing around with Avengers Endgame or something, you know, I don't know. Whatever it is, is going to be really fun. I can't wait. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had and so much time gonna, to think about it, you know? Yeah. And there's going to be X-Men movies too yeah. that he can pop up in. That's going to be fun as well. Yeah. So th- this, I mean, he's, I don't think we've even got the tip of the iceberg on on the Ryan Reynolds. I almost said Assange, but it's not an Assange. He's just kind of been. This is his. He's just here. He's is. hanging out. I mean, he's just here. That's what I yeah. feel like, Brian. I feel like we was like yeah. it's been, 2004. I'm like, guys, Ryan Reynolds is here, man. It's his time, <laughs> and it's 2021, yeah. and we're still like, I mean, dude, it's his time. This is Ryan Reynolds' well, time. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, great. Part of it, he's still sure, relevant, but part of it is like he he broke out so early. I mean, two guys, a girl, in a pizza parlor. What he was like 21 or something when that movie, when that show started. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had. He's had a ton of of phases, really, of his career already, and he still is only, I don't know, like forty five or something. I mean, he's he's it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. He's gonna be around for a, a a very long time. And and you're right, Wiser. Like he's not a super rangy actor or anything, but he does have some some indie movie cred from like the the late two thousands, early two thousand tens, and stuff. And it's it's not it's not um impossible at all that he at some point could could phase into a, a portion of his career where he starts doing 
one big movie, two small movie, that kind of, you know, one for them, one for mm-hmm. me kind of thing. And he'll be pretty good at that stuff. I mean, he's not Daniel Day Lewis, but he's not Hayden Christensen. You know, my, I mean, he's, he's, he's got some, some real value in that, that realm as well. My favorite run of, of Reynolds other than now would be 2004 and five. He did Harold and Kumar, Blade Trinity, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and Amityville Horror, Waiting, and Just Friends. Like the, yeah. those movies I watched so many times growing up, you know, probably I've seen those five movies probably 40 times combined if you sure. yeah. over the course yeah. of my life. Um, yeah. Waiting was a big, He's, big rewatch right. one in the, yeah. in high school. And, and you know what else? He's done uh he's done several animated movies, but he hasn't tapped into that Disney monster yet. You know he he could be yes. a he could be, there's 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 cert, there's definitely on a on a uh, <laughs> they put his voice on, a, on the on right character right yeah for sure uh, there's a whiteboard somewhere in in the Disney headquarters that just says Ryan Reynolds cartoon trilogy right. you know yeah. like some <laughs> just like here we'll figure this out we'll we'll get this all together and he'll get paid. Fifteen million dollars a movie to work for a week, and I mean, it's he's he's never he's never going away. This dude's this dude's gonna be here for forever. Short of again something real bad happening. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, the villain of the movie is fun, Taika, and it was this again. Kind of goes back to this has been in my subconscious for what feels like forever. Cause it was got to the point. I was like, what other movie is he playing the villain of? And it was this one. And I had to look it up. I'm like, no, it was this trailer I'm thinking of, of where he's like uh, being teased as some kind of antagonist mm. in a, in a movie. But I always love Taika and, and his acting work, but he certainly is one of the most talented directors out right now or, or active right now. So I hope he can find the balance of continuing to do stuff like this and also making great movies and doing Star Wars and and Thor and all that. So I don't want to see actor Taika go away because honestly, his Jojo Rabbit performance is like Oscar worthy. So it's um, it's interesting to see Taika in 2021 and and where he could be in in five years. Could he could he could go either direction, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I I, thought, I, thought I love Taika. He's one of my favorite directors in the world. He also might have been my least favorite part of this movie. I think. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. You can use him not correctly. I feel like. It, well, it's like I, I'm glad that they made him a cartoony villain, but I wish he had been dialed back just like a tiny, tiny bit. Sure. He was a lot, a lot in this movie. Um, and, and not bad. You wanted him to be so, sort of cartoony, but just maybe yeah. a little less so would have worked a little better for me. He just felt out of place. Like the whole movie's silly. I get it. He felt like he belonged in the video game half of this movie and not in the real world half of this movie. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. I, I liked it, but I did think his first appearance, you kind of feel like he's going to be in this movie for three minutes here and yeah, one minute exactly. at the end and that's the end of it, you know? Um, just kind of the nature of of that bit and that character, and then when he's you know he's just there for a good chunk of it, you're like, oh okay, we're we're sticking with this. All right. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I think I liked it more than you did, Wiser. But I definitely understand the criticism of coming in with that kind of hot energy. You yeah. you really do think at most this is a Tom Cruise uh, Tropic Thunder situation where he's going to be in this for six That's minutes, what I was expecting know? and kind of wanting. Sure. And then, yeah, you're, yeah, he just like, he, he was there <laughs> a lot. Like around. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, let's, um, I guess, touch on some of the cameos and Easter eggs throughout this thing because, I mean, that's the whole point, I feel like, at the end of the day is uh, to show off some of the some of the IP and all the all the crazy things that you can kind of throw into something like this when uh when there's unlimited possibilities. So spoilers coming up for free guy cameos if you wanna still go out and see those for yourself. So all right. We'll start with uh down the list a bit. Uh, where should we start? Uh Alex Trebek. Oh man. Yeah. I, cool. I heard I heard uh, at least eight different people in my theater go, oh, when he showed up on screen. So. <laughs> yeah. If uh North American Treasure, Alex Trebek, uh yeah, can, fellow Canadian with Ron Reynolds. I'm sure it had something yeah. to do with, with that. That's good. Um I'll skip that one for now. Uh Channing Tatum. Yeah. He's he's kind Another. of got a good cameo uh track record going here too. When he popped up in what's it? This is the end as the gimp mm-hmm. <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Like he's got yeah. a good sense of yeah. humor about his cameo work. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was super fun. fun in this. I liked him a lot. Uh let's see. Kenny Tatum reframed himself so wonderfully. Yeah. He did I mean <laughs> Just with like one movie, I mean, Twenty One Jump Street, and you're like, I totally love this guy. I totally, he's yeah. completely. I was completely wrong about him. You know, he he has way more than I thought he did in his bag. I mean, he's just, and it's, we've been on that streak for like ten years now, and um, you know, he's he's a blast. Props he's, to he's Jonah for seeing that in him too. Yeah, be like, no, sure. this guy is really funny. Yeah, he's really <laughs> and good. he's gonna be yeah. awesome in this. Just wait, for and sure. he was. For sure. I forgot who it was that told Jonah to. Um, he was in some movie. Oh, it was Amanda Bynes who was trying to take credit for discovering uh, him because she she man. wanted to put him in. She's the man. She wanted to put him in. She's yeah. the man because he auditioned. He's good and she in was that. like, "It's true. This dude's yeah. gonna be a star. He needs to be in the movie." Sure. So that's cool. Uh, remember Amanda Bynes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people in 2004 so that young, were going to be stars, right? Youths, yeah. Uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, well, yeah I was voice. looking he, this one up. He's got I, a little I, voice I don't even know where it is. It's where? called Silhouetted yeah. Gamer, according to the uh to I the missed credits. it. So, yeah, I didn't hear that one. Huh, okay, usually, I'm attuned to all... You know, John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, stuff, my yeah. Right? Our, our our John Krasinski <laughs> frequency yeah. has been very <laughs> dialed in, and I still miss it. Somehow. It is, yeah. Y'all y'all have got the Krasinski dar uh, tuned at all times. <laughs> it's strong, <laughs> but wow. He's got a uh, new project with Ryan Reynolds called Imaginary Friends. So maybe mm. um, something to do with that and working him into that. With Ryan Reynolds got him to do that, and then uh, Tina Fey. Apparently has a yeah a voice yeah she's the mom yeah voice um, she thing I didn't notice she's that. the mom of yeah she's the mom of the 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 Channing Tatum guy like in his in his mom's basement or whatever yep. uh, that she's the mom yeah all right here's uh, some of the bigger ones uh, we'll start with the the Dwayne <laughs> he's uh, the voice of the bank robber in the movie and mm-hmm. it's funny Ryan Reynolds has said on Twitter and and stuff if you follow him that how much he wants to be in fast and furious and he's like man if i'm ever in a fast and furious movie blah 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 blah. it's like 
dude, you were in Hobbs and Shaw. Like, <laughs> you forgot about that? <laughs> You've got a character in, angry, in the dude. series. Yeah. That's a good bit. <laughs> he's literally said, if I'm ever in a Fast and Furious, he said this like two months ago. <laughs> like, dude, you were in one. What uh, a good bit. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. He would be great in those series, too, if they could yeah. find a way to use his humor correctly. Yeah, that, that could be fun. Six Underground movie that Michael Bay put mm. out on Netflix that was just trash, oh, yeah. but, you know. You could cut some of those scenes out and and paste them into a Fast and Furious movie. Sure. It'd be all right. Yeah, Absolutely. That's how movies work. All right. Here's. Um... <laughs> Is it not? Oh, that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> uh, here's uh, two that uh, I guess would be more considered more spoilery. Uh, so we've got a uh, voice of Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I thought that was Justin Theroux. Um when the when when it was when the person with the character was talking, um, and I hate Justin Thoreau, so I'm glad that this wasn't Justin Thoreau. I can up my grade a little bit on the on the movie <laughs> overall. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't hold that much against him, but uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it was Jackman. I thought it was. I thought it was Thoreau. Yeah, he's the character that when uh, Molotov girls first like introduced, she's interviewing a. Go yeah, ahead. I should have been on the lookout for it though. We we should have known. Yeah. We should have. Ex- I should have expected that one, given was, the whole. Was there Reynolds a Jalen Hall cameo thing. too? You just kind of expect <laughs> it with him. Reynolds yeah. stuff at this point. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And uh, the one that certainly feels like it was done after the fact was the Chris Evans one. Yeah, yeah. and the Captain America. I mean, great meta moment, but. Chris Dude, my theater a, cheered. My theater literally <laughs> cheered. Oh it, man! I went yeah, to a ten thirty a.m. on Saturday <laughs> showing. It's mostly old people in my in my theater, and still they cheered when Chris Evans showed up on screen. He was just like I read uh, earlier today because great. By the way, great cameo. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I was talking about. It has real Matt Damon potential just to pop. Oh, I up. thought you were talking about Jackman. Jackman too. Jackman's great. All all of these guys are are good at this. But like, he he's really funny, and he's he's got kind of the the, the presence is great too. But he also has just kind of that one liner ability. That was a great one liner. Um, but yeah, he he apparently was just like he's he was filming a movie uh, in Boston where they I think in Boston wherever they were wherever they were filming he was filming a movie in the same spot and he, and so they were just like, Hey, do you want to come down and do this? This was post merger, obviously, or, or purchase acquisition. And he was like, yeah, sure. Cause I'm sure it took him a minute and a half. Yeah. They said, Hey, let's meet at a coffee shop so I can point a camera at you real quick. (laughs) Yeah. That's all that really happened. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. And I mean, again, I guess it was, it was fun and, and felt organic the way they used some of the, some of the other Easter eggs, you know, the lightsaber and portal and, of course, you know, obviously the shield and half-life yeah. and some other things that obviously people of today or kids of today or youth of today would, would recognize and appreciate. Yeah. And, what did like, y'all think of the lightsaber scene? Because that, that could be that could go one one way or the other. I don't it was know. super what, fun. Maybe think? a little longer used than to it. I mean, we've got to get used to Disney just – Sure. I mean, using all that for anything that they want, basically. I just like you know, if Mickey, you can get and Star use Wars a lightsaber. Yeah. If you can get and use a lightsaber, you freaking use a lightsaber. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not right. going to get upset yeah. about that happening. Nobody is ever going to say no to being presented with the option <laughs> to put a lightsaber in their movie. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. I could. De- yeah. If if you're listening to this and you're like, 
That was so ridiculous and stupid. I totally understand, but I loved it. I thought it was really, I thought it was really funny to even, not just that he pulls out the lightsaber, that they really focused on it. Cause I just, I don't know. I was like, yeah. Cause I feel the same way, Danny. It's like, yeah, that feels not that any of this is realistic, you know, or it's not yeah. like we're watching a mockumentary or something, but like, that's a very honest reaction to pulling out a lightsaber, I think. Yeah. So you can't I, not focus I, on it. I was you can't it. just, yeah. You can't not yeah, make it I epic, it you know? Right. That would uh that would hurt the reputation a little bit. So this was released in 3D, apparently. Apparently they there's still we talked about this with Jungle Cruise, but this is another mm. one that they pushed out in 3D. So I'm ready for 3D to die, I think. I thought it was dead like four years ago, but Brian informed me two weeks ago that you can still go see a movie in 3D. It blew my mind. I guess it's for kids. It's got to be exclusively for like small children at this point, right? Like, are there any, is there anybody in their 20s or 30s? I'm trying to think the last movie I saw. I can't wait to go see a 3D movie. It was probably Guardians, Guardians or Guardians 2. I mean, there's maybe three movies in this entire 3D era that were, that benefited from the 3D. You know, I mean, all of them, it's, it's such a gimmick. It's not a very good gimmick. Avatar, Hugo Gra- used gravity. 3D really well. Did Gravity do 3D? I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember I, we did remember. IMAX 3D. Man. Did we see it in 3D? Yeah. Man, I just thought we saw it in IMAX. I don't remember the 3D part. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Hugo did it really well. That one had like an immersive experience as part of that movie. Life of Pi did it really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a movie I'll never watch again. But the probably, but the but the one time I did in theaters in 3D, it was it was it. I think the movie benefited a little bit from it. But yeah, I had no idea this was in 3D. The so at least they did a good job of concealing that. Unlike Jungle Cruise, that just like and there's a tree, you know, coming out at you yeah. all the time. That yeah, stuff. just <laughs> very. Uh, the Swedish chef kind of 3D. (laughs) There's probably a cool version of this movie where like they only make the parts where Ryan Reynolds is wearing sunglasses, 3D parts. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Could be a fun. Could be cool. Okay, not worth wearing an extra pair of glasses for two hours. No, 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 no. yeah, of course not. You touched on the VR stuff a little bit early earlier brian you know what would have been a really fun movie to see in vr would have been that uh hardcore henry remember that one that was all in like, yeah POV? i never saw that but i yeah uh, I, imagine I watching that. that on like a an oculus sure. or something that would have yeah. been sweet yeah i would like to do Can't, that when when we went to comic-con many years ago and mm-hmm. uh and we were we were the guests of honor obviously we were very important parts of of comic-con um and they did you remember that that vr thing they did for us was it sinister or was it insidious i think it was insidious okay yeah that was a (laughs) yeah it was just like you're sitting on the air yeah it wasn't like you're walking around but it was like you're sitting in a chair and they put on the headset and you're sitting in a in like the middle of a living room (laughs) in the movie and there's like ghosts and and a lady like sitting next to you it was right Yeah, I did. Well, I have no idea because I just remember like they Ryan were very kind. Eyes, yeah. They gave us the VIP experience. This whole, I mean, they went all out. See, I'm not joking. They seriously went all out to. <laughs> Here's what we the were Comic-Con? like. <laughs> no, this was yeah, Dallas Comic Con. The DFW like, one, yeah, yeah the Dallas. <laughs> okay. But we were like the biggest. I mean, I'm not. I'm kind of not kidding. We were in the biggest group of of media. That we were, were the biggest media outlet they had covering the event. Yeah, they and they did that. all this. They were so kind to us. Seriously, they did so much cool stuff for us. But they took us to this like 
trailer in the middle of of the Comic-Con floor and it was this VR setup for Insidious and I just didn't have the heart to say there's literally no world in which no, I would do you. this. No yeah. way. There's no way. And so I just I, went That's what I thought. I was like, there's no way Brian's going to do this. And yeah. Brian's like, all right, yeah. let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. And I'm I just, like, wow. I, you sit down in the chair and, and the guy starts, he puts the thing on my, on my eyes and it's like, I think there were headphones with it too. It doesn't matter. Put the whole setup on. And he started explaining it to me, and I just said, bro, I'm going to close my eyes the whole time. None of this matters. Just start the show. <laughs> and so I just sat there. I closed my eyes as hard as I possibly could through the two minutes that we were in there. And we get out. And I just remember we get out to the other side, and Kent goes, that was pretty cool. Did you like-? And I was like, dude, I have my eyes closed the whole time. I didn't see one single thing from this. I remember they had a thing at the end like- where after you take off the headset and you like walk out this door, they had like a, a jump scare where they like take your picture. <laughs> And I have the picture of Brian from that, and I'll post it in the Discord if you want to see that. Okay. Um, it's right. not like his face; it's like it's just like a blurry, like Brian, like being scared, walking by this thing. But um, that's the only evidence I have that he actually he actually did it. But I did the thing that was at the uh, Cinemark he- headquarters in Dallas. The uh, what's it called mm. the Void, where you yeah. Yeah. you know the VR and your it was full on Star Wars walking around type thing right. it's not there anymore i looked it up um oh, that's because um, it it started like right before covid and so then i didn't really get a chance to go so yeah that's, it, that's kind of i hard. went uh, a couple years ago my wife took me for my birthday when we lived mm. over by there and it was incredible i mean uh certainly yeah. uh made me change my view on what vr entertainment can be in the future but yeah it's not it's not a thing anymore i looked it up um it was called Secrets of the Empire or something like that. And uh, yeah. there was like only two or three in America that you could go do. One was in Vegas, one was in Dallas, and there was another one somewhere. But I don't think you can do it anywhere anymore. But I mean, if if Disney wants yeah. to do that at Disney World, where they can right. make that experience something you could do at Disney World, that's so much more immersive and thrilling than like 90% yeah. of the crap that they yeah. can build. I mean, it was unbelievable really it for sure it's crazy so um so yeah i mean i think there's a possibility there i would love to see disney get into the uh the vr movie like them release a movie in in full vr i think that's coming eventually and i think a company like them could could really do it and make it fun so sure but yeah though this is uh the next franchise for them like i said it's this movie did better than i think they thought it would it it was number one it made $30 $30 million in the pandemic era. And it uh, feels like they're in the free guy business now. And Ryan Reynolds has signed up for another one of these and they'll see where they can take it. But it's a good, good, uh, good thing. Disney has another franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, man. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. You know, plucky underdogs that they are. Uh, well, this is something completely good. new. I mean, I will say that. Yeah. Even though it is yeah. kind of derivative, no, for sure. it's, this it's, is, a, this it's is not a sequel IP. or anything. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's good stuff. Yeah. Danny, I know you're you're a fan of uh of of Jody Comer. How would yeah. you this is it's not necessarily her like debut by any means, but this is kind of like her yeah, launching into the the zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well she's done like 90% like small movies that were only mm-hmm. seen in the UK. 
type thing. Right. Um, and then she's in Killing Eve, which I'm actually re- rewatching right now, and she's super, super good in yeah. it. So I was, I was really excited to see her in this, and I thought she did great. Like it's this is different than anything I've ever seen her in. I think I even saw an interview with her and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds where she was like, "This is the first time she's ever done anything in front of a green screen," and like this sure. whole movie is in front of a green screen. So mm. certainly yeah. a little uh, out of her comfort zone, but she's great. I mean, she's charming. She's obviously gorgeous. Um, she's a really great actress. She held her home, held her own toe to toe against the charm bomb that is Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, right. yeah, th- I thought she was really good. I liked her a lot. I did too. I, I've I really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of, of killing Eve. I kind of fell off during, I think the third season, but, mm-hmm. but she's great in that. And there's a lot of fun. You can definitely see, I remember watching killing Eve for the first time and just thinking like, this person is probably a movie star. Like we could yeah. definitely do some, we could definitely use her in big time movies with her on the poster and stuff. I think she'd be, she'd be very good at it. So this was a great kind of test case for that. I think she did a really good job. And that's yeah. another part of this that I think is, is real smart is the, uh, especially when you have Ryan Reynolds and when, if Ryan Reynolds is the star, then the co-star is the world, you know, and maybe it's, it's maybe it's even the reverse of that. Um, it'd be very easy to just kind of fill the rest of the, the slots around him with just who cares. Like we don't really, it's not of any interest who who's in the supporting roles, but instead to, uh, to get her, she was fantastic. This is the best use of Lil Rel in a movie or a TV show yeah, I yet, agree. I think. He was really fun and um, kind of showed like what he he's capable of. And then and Joe Carey's, Carey's great too, you know. So I'm always going to ride for that guy. So putting all of them and Taika together into this thing instead of just kind of punting on the supporting cast is, a, is, a, is really smart and adds to the overall kind of atmosphere and experience of this thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's hit a, a quick grade here before we hit weekly recommends for Free Guy. I'm going to give this one a B to B plus, somewhere kind of between there. I mean, it's super derivative, and I'm sick of these types of movies, but it was fun. So I'll give it a B, a B. I'll give it a B. Brian? I'm going to go higher, man. I, I really I really enjoyed this. Um, I came My wife wanted to go see this one, and it just it didn't work with our schedules this week. And so... I came home from it and I was like, I'll go see it again if you want to. Like, you know, it was really, yeah. really fun. And it's just, it's one of those movies that is so much better and smarter than it has any right to be. Like, if this movie was a C plus, I would say that's a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, and instead, I mean, I'm serious. Like, it's yeah. this, especially that first trailer, you're just like, this is, this is going to be only good because Ryan Reynolds is in it, you know, or only watchable because Ryan Reynolds is in it. And instead, it's like, this is better than most of the movies that I've seen this year, honestly. So I, I'm i tempted to go with an A, but I do know that this is the type of movie that I get real high on coming out of a movie theater, and then by the time we get to the end of the year, I've bumped it down just a, just a tiny bit. So I'm just going to settle in at, a, at an A-. minus. But like, of all the movies we've seen this year, this may be the one that I rewatch the most moving forward. I mean, it's just... it's. It's so stupid and fun, yeah, but very smart rewatchable. at the same time. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really impressed with the way this went down. So A minus for me. Wiser, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm also going solid A minus. Uh, I went into this expecting like uh, just kind of hoping like ah, maybe I'll have a good time. It's probably not going to make. It's not going to sniff my top ten of the year list, and that's okay. I don't think anybody expects it to. Um, I just want to have fun with Ryan Reynolds for two hours, and I super super did. And you're right; it's one of the more rewatchable ones I've seen this year because it's not like nothing about it is heavy. You're gonna find a few new fun Easter eggs and cameos, like all those voices that Kent mentioned that I didn't catch the first time around. I'll catch them the second time and have a great time with it. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go solid A minus. Yeah, good. It is rewatchable. It, it it will rank high on that scale for sure. Guys, before we move on and hit a quick weekly recommend here, I want to say thanks to our sponsor for this episode, our friends over at Cubes. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. We want to have good hair days. When we go out on a date, we want our hair to look good. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s, we start to get concerned when we start to notice hair loss. No guy is ever really ready to go bald, but now there's Keeps. The simple way to keep your hair. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but never for this price. And prevention is key. The Keeps treatments typically take between four and six months to see results, so it's important for you to get started fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you will save. And find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention. We want all the MAMFAM guys out there to keep their hair. So we're offering you a special deal. If you're ready to take action and prevent your hair loss, go to keeps.com slash mad to receive your first month for free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. It's keeps.com slash mad. Receive your first month of hair treatment for free. Guys, keep your hair with keeps. All right, it's time for Weekly Recommends. Weekly Recommends. Brian, you want to kick us off? Sure. I'm going to recommend a record that came out uh, last weekend, weekend before, by a band I I had not heard of. Can't I'm I'm interested to see if you're if you're into this. Uh, hadn't heard of them until maybe a month or so ago when the single from this record popped up on on Spotify. Uh, the band is called Duran Jones and the Indications, and the uh, the album is called Private Space. Um, yeah kind of a it's an r&b kind of funk sound um the previous records are really good but this one so far i feel like is is like a taking it kind of to a whole new level so i know can i know you you really enjoyed this sort of uh funk resurgence over the last few years with with black puma the uh the uh soul retro soul yeah, yeah. The, the soul funk feel i mean this this record even has a little bit of like the good parts of disco to it which i'm not nice. a disco guy but but there's like the sort of the beats of disco are are enjoyable to me and uh and it has a little bit of that too so i really think you would love this kid the the song that i heard might be like that got me into this or alerted me to who this band is. Uh, it's called Witch You. Might be my favorite song of, this, of the year so far. It's just super soul funk, and it's. I think I've heard this on. Awesome. Um, yeah, I heard this on KXT. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they've been playing it a little bit on KXT. Yes, I've as heard well. this. Yeah. It is definitely the most most like upbeat song on the record. The the others are are a little a little lower, a little slower, that kind of stuff. And there's a mm-hmm. couple like really good. Uh, soulful kind of ballads to it, but uh, nice. but that song just freaking rules. So anyway, Duran Jones and and the indications. The the record's called Private Space. 
Um, I think I'm sure there are some listeners that would check it out, but you definitely should check it out, Kent. This is definitely a oh sweet a Kent Garrison record for sure. Yeah, I um, I love this. I'm so glad this type of music is coming back. And same, if you yeah. haven't checked out uh, Bastards of Soul or Black Pumas or Leon Bridges, yeah, I mean, what are you doing? That's all. I haven't it's even all great stuff. Yeah, I haven't even listened to the beyond like a song or two. I haven't even listened to the, the new Leon Bridges yet. Um, yeah, I just haven't. Had it's time very R and B. I mean, it's like yeah, oh, I lo- it's I very. Mean, it's like I it's like Marvin Gaye love, love making music, but yeah, um, yeah. It just his trajectory and his evolution since that first record is very natural. And Black mm-hmm. Boom has just put out a, a live record that's uh, live at the Capitol Studios. Uh, you know, they recorded it up there at the Capitol. Uh, studio a like the fame studio and it sounds Mm -hmm. unbelievable man um so check out the the black pumas live record that they just put out they put they've got a cover song on there and some um uh you know some songs from their their debut album that they did live versions of and gosh i mean it sounds better than like the the studio record um Mm. so so check that That's out great. too. That's a side music recommend. But I'll check this out. Duran Jones and the Indications. Cool, cool band yes, name sir. too. Yeah, definitely. The Indications. I like that. Love it. All right, I'm going to recommend a uh, book slash TV show. Brian, I think you've done this in the past. I'm pretty sure Richard has. It's um, I'm rewatching The Sopranos, but I'm doing mm. it this time with the uh, Soprano Sessions book. By oh, nice. Alan Seppenwall yeah. and and Matt Zoller Seitz. So if you've That's never great. watched The Sopranos, yeah, go back and watch it, you know, HBO Max or whatever, and uh, do it before this this prequel movie comes out. That's my goal is to watch as much Sopranos as I can before the nice. the yeah. movie and and refresh as much as I can and catch any reference that I can before before that. And gosh, man, best show ever. It's got to be. Yeah. Like I go back and yeah. forth. I'm like, man, is it Breaking Bad? Is it The Wire? I'm like, no. <laughs> this show is... Yeah. Just the the first five episodes, you know, take that out alone, and I'd put that as like the best TV ever, you know. Sure. And then it goes for five more seasons, so it's an incredible yeah. show. If you've never seen it, you need to you need to do it. And right. the best way to do this is, I mean, it's a book where they give you four pages on each episode, so you know it's great to watch the episode and then read the little sure. little breakdown. And um, it's I think the best way to do it to keep yourself involved and. And understand uh, kind of all the all the stuff going on. So check it out, yeah. Soprano Sessions, nice on uh, on Kindle or whatever you want to do, and and sure. do that rewatch. It's certainly worth how, your time. How, how far are you into the the rewatch? Oh, I'm only like at the end of season one right now. I just started Sweet. like yeah. last week. Gotcha. I've been trying to do The Simpsons too. So yeah, man, and uh, you know I'm keeping up with Ted Lasso as well. I'm trying to keep in Bad Batch. I kept with uh, mm-hmm. Brooklyn nine, nine just restarted back up. So I'm trying to keep up with a lot of, a lot of TV. I'm on season 16, I think now the Simpsons. So, wow. I mean, just like slightly halfway yeah. there basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been watching for, since the beginning of 2021 as much as I can in, in my free time yeah. or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so those are my two big rewatches of the year is yeah. the Sopranos. Well, that's and, a huge uh, project, yeah. man. I'll, I'll, I'll get Sopranos ones. done by the end of the year, but hopefully I'll get a yeah. couple, uh, two or three seasons done by the time of the, uh, the, uh, yeah. the movie comes out. I'm very excited Sweet. for that though. I think that could, I think that could surprise some people about how good that could be, or it could be terrible. I mean, it's going to be one yeah. or the other. It's going to be awesome right. or going to be terrible. It's not going to be just okay. 
Sure. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well. I don't. I will say it just not that The Sopranos needs my support because uh, it is one of the most famous TV shows of all time. But like, I get really beaten very quickly uh, with mafia stuff and and gangster stuff. Like, I have yeah. a way lower apparently than the average. American male have a lot less tolerance for for mafia stuff, but still, you know. I think the the I real genius like, of the show is is you know him going to the therapist and the whole yeah yeah s- the whole like psycho <laughs> right analyst aspect of it. I think is what makes it sets it apart from like your average like Goodfellas type content. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 so good. I always say like there might be shows that are better than The Sopranos. I tend to lean. Sopranos one and Mad Men two and part of it is Sopranos didn't have uh the Sopranos to build on <laughs> like Mad Men and Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and all the rest of those shows did. Like that really is the beginning of peak TV. And for it to I know there are good good TV shows that came before nineteen ninety nine or whatever, but that's it is such a it really is kind of a dividing line in uh, in TV history from like pre-Sopranos and post-Sopranos. It holds just, up too, man. Crazy. I mean, yeah, looks gosh, great. Always looks good in the moment, you know. Yeah, absolutely was great, another level. So. He man, he we lost him too, way too early. I'm just yeah, he was a good one. He was a good he was one. Really good. Uh, Wiser, what you got for a recommend? Uh, yeah, I just a few months ago actually I just finished reading this book uh, called The House in the Cerulean Sea. By TJ nice. Clune. Oh yeah, Brian recommended uh, that. Oh, did he? Oh, I'm just gonna copy Brian then. Um, the, it's it's really good. It's really sweet and charming. Um, just this middle aged, very meek man has to go observe this orphanage that's full of these magical kids, and it's just it's so sweet, and you're gonna feel every range of emotion that you've ever felt. Um, and yeah. I love that book, and I've been recommending it to everybody. Probably still my favorite book that I've read this year. So, and I finished yeah. it in like February or something. So, yeah, yeah it's Good really read. high up there. I loved it. They're going to do a movie of it, aren't they, Brian? You said. Did I you don't know. I mean, that? I would. I mean, it it certainly would make a good movie or a yeah, TV it lends show itself whatever. to that really well. It's got it's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of Harry Potter to it, but mm. um, mm-hmm. with uh, the the characters are especially for it only being one book instead of seven um the characters are really fleshed yeah. out really well from the get-go and there's a anyway there's a there's a lot it's a little bit of x-men to it as well if x-men was a yeah. novel written in 2017 instead of a comic series from the 60s you know something like that well there you go there's the recommends there's the episode devoted to free guy well maybe back in a few years to revisit this mm-hmm. property and talk about the sequel Sure we will, and maybe we'll get Richard's thoughts when he gets back, if he gets a chance to see that. Thanks for listening. If you want more from us, we've got that Green Knight episode coming down for our VIPs. We've also got AMAs and all kinds of fun content coming up on the Discord. So make sure you're signed up for the Discord and the Patreon at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And make sure you're subscribed to the main feed here, because... We got a lot of fun stuff coming for you on the main feed as well. So if this is your first episode to listen to Mad About Movies. Make sure you hit subscribe and and yeah, stick with us as sure. we go through the I don't know crappy uh, September. It's not really going to be crappy though for the show. I just want to tease that. You know, you think of this yeah, time as as crappy stuff. for movies. It's, we got a lot of fun stuff coming, and and then we got Oscar season. So it'll yeah, be a, we'll it'll be, be back good. to normal. 
Can be a good fall. Can be a good fall. I was gonna say too, if you're a VIP, uh, my, it's my month for for an AMA. So if you want to start loading up questions in the uh, in that AMA channel on our on our Discord, I'll I'll probably record that next week. So start uh, yes. start throwing your questions out now. Well, there you go. Uh, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP for about a dollar a week. Get you access to all our past bonus episodes and future ones as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time at the center. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those toss salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Your salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.